Listen to the best of the church's music for the Epiphany season at LutheranPublicRadio.org. Sacred music for the Epiphany season, 24-7. LutheranPublicRadio.org. the devil is in the details, and when it comes to the current presidential administration, there are a lot of details when it comes to the LGBTQ agenda. The administrative state, that enormous branch of government that is not elected but often appointed and hired to regulate our lives, sometimes down to the minutest detail, a lot of the devil can be in there as well. Welcome back to Issues Etc. Joining us to talk about the Biden administration and the LGBTQ agenda, Rachel Morrison. She's a fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, former advisor at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, author of a recent column for The Federalist titled How Democrats Set the Stage in 2023 for an LGBT Onslaught in 2024. Rachel, welcome back. Thanks for having me. What's the goal of the gender ideologies proponents in President Biden's administration? What do they want? What they want, I think, is set forth in the executive order President Biden signed on day one to implement non-discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in all areas of the federal government. The executive, these administrative agencies, and not through Congress itself. Why is the Biden administration so committed to the LGBTQ policy agenda? I believe the Biden administration is listening to its radical progressive base on this issue when you're talking about gender ideology and so-called gender transition, medical interventions for children that remove healthy body parts and sterilize them. This is so out of line with the vast majority of the American public and even Democrats but they are beholden to their loud and radical far-left base, I believe. What has the Biden Department of Education proposed for Title IX and women's sports? In July of 2022, the Biden administration proposed regulations for Title IX. For those who aren't familiar, Title IX is the federal law that prohibits sex discrimination in educational programs and activities. The Biden administration proposed regulations that would redefine sex discrimination to prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity in everything that is an educational program and activity that receives federal funds. These programs are not just schools, but even things like 4-H that are educational, but not necessarily school specific. And so it has far reaching implications. Following up on its proposal, the department issued a rule discussing what would be required for participation on school sports, which obviously is a big issue at women's sports and whether biological males who identify as females are allowed to compete on those teams. So in April of last year, they issued a proposed rule addressing this. And this rule essentially said that if a school wanted to have sex-related criteria that would not allow participation based on gender identity, 
that the school would have to consider for each sport, level of competition, and greater education level, whether that rule that would not allow biological males to compete with biological females, whether that rule was substantially related to the achievement of an important educational objective, and whether it would minimize harms to those students who would not be allowed to participate based on gender identity. They completely ignored the interests of girls and women, safety concerns, and just plain fairness in the ability of women to have separate sports teams. And this is crazy because Title IX itself was the law that was lauded for promoting women's athletic participation across the board, which has increased significantly since the law went into effect 50 years ago. But now the Biden administration wants to undermine that in the name of gender ideology. How did the public react to Biden's proposal for Title IX? There was a massive outcry. There was a record number of public comments submitted in response to the Department of Education's proposal. So many, in fact, that the department was originally going to finalize their regulations in May of last year, and that got pushed back to October, and now it's projected for March of this year because there was so much outcry and pushback on the department's radical proposals to put males in women's spaces, on their sport teams, in their dorm rooms, and even to require things such as pronouns and other things in the educational context. How is the Biden Equal Employment Opportunity Commission's Pregnant Workers Fairness Act anti-woman? So the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act was passed by Congress in December of 2022, and it provided accommodations in the workplace for pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions. And when you think about what is something that makes a woman different than a man, it's her ability to get pregnant and to bear children. And in the workplace, a lot of differences between the sexes don't actually matter. But when it comes to pregnancy, that's something that uniquely affects women. So Congress passed this law to protect women and to provide them accommodations, which the law previously didn't require. But when the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission issued their proposed regulations in August of last year, they went out of their way to not even use the term woman. They used generic employee, worker. They even had a footnote that explained why they did use woman in some places, and that was essentially because some of the sources they cited used the term woman. And even more outstanding, in some of their examples, they used they, their pronouns to refer to a singular female employee that was pregnant or had a C-section or gave birth to a child. This is crazy. This is a law that's supposed to be pro-woman, and instead they're erasing women from the thing that is one of the most significant things that separates males from females. Tell us about Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act and the Biden administration's goal for this proposed regulation. So Section 504 prohibits discrimination based on disability. It does so in the healthcare context um, as well as other contexts as well. This is closely related to the Americans with Disabilities Act, which many people might be more familiar with that name. So under this law, to receive protections from discrimination against disability, it has to be a qualifying disability. And excluded from this definition of qualifying disability is gender identity disorders that are not a result from physical impairments. 
And so the Biden Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services with their proposed rule from September of last year said that gender identity disorders does not include gender dysphoria. Therefore, discrimination based on disability protections, those protections extend to gender dysphoria, which is crazy because gender dysphoria is a gender identity disorder, which is excluded from the definition of a qualifying disability. And if you're confused, that's okay because it doesn't make sense. But the extension of disability discrimination protections to gender dysphoria would be a way to impose pronoun mandates, access to women's spaces for biological males, and a whole host of other things, including access to and potentially payment for medical interventions for gender transitions based off of a diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Rachel Morrison of the Ethics and Public Policy Center is our guest. We're talking about the Biden administration and the LGBTQ agenda. On the other side, how else has the Department of Health and Human Services attempted to push that agenda? Listen to the best of the church's music for the Epiphany season at lutheranpublicradio.org. Sacred music for the Epiphany season, 24-7. lutheranpublicradio.org. Here's an easy way for you to help us cast ChristNet on the Internet. Subscribe, rate, and review the Issues Etc. podcast with your podcast provider. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit the subscription button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Help us reach more listeners in 2024. Subscribe, rate, and review Issues Etc. today. Contending for truth in an age of anti-truth. You're listening to Issues Etc. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Dr. Russell Dawn, president of Concordia University, Chicago. Indeed, the quest for truth is at the core of a university's purpose. The liberal arts, illuminated by the revealed truths of Scripture, are powerful for equipping students for a life of self-governance. A disciple is one who follows the master. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? He said that it means to take up one's cross. The cross is thus the symbol of dying for others, of dying to self for the sake of serving others. And a life of service is a life well-lived. Truth, freedom, vocation. Concordia University, Chicago. CUChicago.edu. We're talking about the Biden administration and the LGBTQ agenda. Rachel Morrison of the Ethics and Public Policy Center is our guest. Rachel, how else has the Department of Health and Human Services attempted to push Biden's LGBTQ agenda? 
Also in September of last year, HHS proposed a rule for foster care placements for children who identify as LGBTQI+. They said that any such placement needed to be safe and appropriate, that these placements needed to be free of hostility, mistreatment, and abuse. And I think we would all agree that these children should not be facing abuse in foster care. But what they say in so many words is that abuse is actually not using the child's preferred name or pronouns. They're not allowing a child to dress in a way that reflects the child's self-proclaimed identity and not allowing the child access to services or supports that are affirming and supportive of that identity. And this is really dangerous. If it's considered abuse in the foster care context for a parent or provider to not affirm a child's LGBTQI plus identity and not to provide them access to medical interventions for a gender transition, this is going to carry over into other contexts such as adoption or even biological parents or those who work with children in schools or other contexts as well. If they're not affirming, if they're not using the child's names or pronouns, that would be considered abuse because if it's abuse in the foster care context, there it would have to be abuse in other contexts as well. So back to the EEOC, how has Biden's EEOC attempted to change the guidelines regarding harassment of the workplace? The EEOC issued proposed guidance on what harassment in the workplace means when it comes to sex. And they said that sex includes gender identity, sexual orientation, and also how that identity is expressed. They provided examples that said explicitly that misgendering an employee, they say not using the employee's correct pronouns or names, i.e. the preferred ones of the individual that aligns with their gender identity, not their birth name or pronouns that correspond with their biological sex, that that would be considered harassment. The good news is is that these guidelines are not legally binding, but the bad news is is that even though they're technically not legally binding, the guidance is highly persuasive. It's looked at by employers, it's looked at by litigators, it's looked at by courts as kind of the gold standard for what the law says. And even more importantly, it's looked at by EEOC staff. So the staff that are looking at complaints of employment discrimination and harassment, they would be relying on this guidance by the EEOC in determining whether there actually was harassment or not in order to allow an individual to proceed with their discrimination harassment claim against their employer. If President Biden wins re-election in 2024, what do you think we can expect his administration to do to further push the LGBTQ agenda? So all the rules and regulations and the guidances that I discussed with you, those were all proposals. They have not yet been finalized. And so we anticipate that they are going to be finalized this year. And many of these are likely going to face litigation challenges. And so if there is a new administration in 2024 that is not in line with pushing the radical gender ideology through the regulations, then a lot of those regulations could be changed. But if the Biden administration is still in power, they will continue to fight to uphold these regulations in court. And as you know, litigation often takes years and years. And so it would give them an opportunity to fight in court, to have it upheld and to be established. I think we can also expect more proposals 
that push gender ideology in all aspects of the federal government. Just when you think that they can't push it in another area, they covered all the bases, another proposed rule comes out pushing this ideology, pushing pronouns, pushing males in female spaces, and trying to call anyone who is not affirming and supportive of a person's identity and not willing to use their pronouns abusive. And this is going to have massive impacts for families, for custody, for employees, and for employers, especially those who have religious or moral objections to doing that. Rachel Morrison is a fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, former advisor at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, author of a recent column for The Federalist titled How Democrats Set the Stage in 2023 for an LGBT Onslaught in 2024. You'll find a link to it and to the Ethics and Public Policy Center at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Rachel, thanks. Awesome. Thank you. When we come back in Hour 2, The Only Son from Heaven, an epiphany hymn with the subject of our study with Dr. Arthur Just of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. I am beautiful because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am accepted because I'm a part of his family through Jesus' shed blood. Unity Lutheran School in East St. Louis, Illinois, shines the light of Christ in one of the most impoverished cities in America. Learn how to support their mission work at unityesl.org. Unityesl.org. Today, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I say yes to God in His ways. Criticism. I just had to call in to respond to this week's installment of Never Trump Drivel from Terry Mattingly. Compliments. I love the interviews and insights because they help me battle the slings and arrows of outrageous theology and practice. Clarification. Is there a point where, without baptism, infants go to heaven, and after which time they go to hell if they're not baptized? The Issues Etc. Comment Line, 618-223-8382. College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, offers ACT, SAT, and PSAT test prep, scholarship application classes, college and career counseling, and more. Hi, this is Lori Konsky, president of College Preparation Station. We have helped our students obtain more than $7 million in tuition scholarships in 12 years. Find out more at cpsprep.com. Let us help you create a vision and find your future. The College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, cpsprep.com. The Substitute Organist Service, aptly abbreviated SOS, really has come to our rescue. Pastor Jim Hollowatch of Christ Lutheran Church in Jackson, Mississippi. With the ever-growing shortage of skilled musicians in our community, we were approaching a real crisis. But thanks to the Substitute Organist Service, help is always just minutes away. 
With its easy, intuitive interface, friendly customer service, and outstanding musicianship, you really couldn't ask for more. You can find out more about the Substitute Organist Service at churchmusicsolutions.com.